Hello, and welcome to Tuesday Thanks, presented by Leeds Hospitality Group. I'm your host, Brian Proctor. Join me as we sit down to chat with yet another industry leader. Our guests come from a wide range of professions across the globe. We'll take the time to learn about their journey, where it started, and where they are today. We use this opportunity to allow the guests to thank an individual or individuals that played a key role in their career understand what they learned from the experience and how they have incorporated it into their own development and growth. Gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Not only can it help your mental well-being, it can also improve your physical health. So join us as we share some great stories, thank a lot of wonderful people, and of course, share some laughs. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving week edition of Tuesday's Thanks. I'm your host, Brian Proctor, and I thought that during this week, when so many of us give thanks for the blessings in our lives, that I would spend a little time with you and offer up some reflections from the first season and a half of the show, share some stories, and take a moment to thank some key people in my life. I've had such a fantastic time interviewing all of our guests. Now, obviously, in the beginning, I found myself talking too much, but I am hoping that my interviewing skills have improved, and I now let the guests do most of the talking, so I apologize to those early guests for my ineptitude. One of the things that I find interesting is that most of the people I have spoken with have the same themes in their careers. For example, a good number of them told us that they considered themselves accidental hoteliers. How else do you explain how a young man with a degree in industrial engineering goes on to become the CEO of one of the country's top management companies? Now that episode comes out next week and trust me, you do not want to miss it. Or how Carla Murray, who started out as a political reporter only to become one of the most influential women in hospitality. My journey in hospitality was established at an early age and was anything but accidental. Growing up in Montreal, I remember very vividly that one Sunday, my father said that he had to go into the city to practice a speech he was giving the next day at a big meeting at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel, which was back then an icon. It probably still is. And I know that uh, David O'Connor Uh, is up there in Montreal shepherding that. But back to the story. So my dad asked if anybody wanted to go in the city with them. And I idolized my father. So I said, sure, I'd love to, dad. So, you know, and I must have been about 12 or 13 years old. And so we drove it downtown Montreal and we pull up to the Queen Elizabeth. And, you know, during those days, the doorman was out there and they were in full beefeater uniform full of color and we pulled up and this guy seemed to know my dad welcomed my dad and then we walked in and the lobby was grand you know very rich colors everybody in sharp looking uniforms and everybody seemed to know my dad and spoke very kindly to him and my dad took me over to what was then called the beaver club i don't know what it's called now but it was their main dining room and back in the day every company had a table And so my dad went up to the maitre d' and said, hey, can you take care of Brian? I've got to go in and practice my speech in the ballroom, you know, fix him up for lunch. 
and then I'll come and join them. So I sat down at this table and uh, they treated me like I was a real adult and the service and the food was outstanding. And then my dad came and joined us and we had a great lunch and a very long story short, but as we were leaving to get in the car, as my dad told the story, I guess, as I was getting in the car, I said to my dad, hey, dad, this is very cool. I'm going to run one of these places one day. And sure enough, from that day forward, everything I did was geared towards the hospitality business. I went to a small little um, community college type school in Montreal and graduated with hotel and restaurant associate's degree. And as they say, the rest is history. So not accidental, but it all stems, I believe, from that one visit with my dad to the Queen Elizabeth. So that got me into the business. But you know, now another constant theme that seems to resonate with almost all of the guests is that a leader or mentor took a chance on them and promoted them when they felt they weren't even ready for the promotion. And I think that the episode with Dan Surrett, if you've listened to that, stands out as both very funny on this subject, but also as well as on point. He credits his success to a series of leaders that pushed him into bigger roles in different segments that he was new to and that there's no way that he ever felt like he belonged, but they felt he did and knew he could, you know, do well in all of those positions. So again, that's real uh, important as these managers are coming up through the ranks. And I know for myself, for example, you know, I was a front office manager at the Sheraton Halifax, 1985 to 87. And in 1987, I got a call to fly down to the Sheraton Stanford, Connecticut to interview for the director of rooms position. And, you know, for those of us in the business, you know that as a director of rooms, theoretically, you should have had experience in front office, in housekeeping, in security, in valet parking, guest services, all of those areas. Now, truth be told, I only had experience in front office and guest services. Never worked in housekeeping, although I was mentored by a very talented director of housekeeping, Randy Savage, but I could no, by no means say that I new housekeeping. So I went down for the interview and, you know, I liken Fred Corso, who is the general manager to Danny DeVito, small in stature, but just huge personality and spent the day or two with him and his team on the executive committee interviewing. And, you know, I wasn't ready for that next job and it was doubling the size of the hotel, but Fred saw something in me and there was a connection and you know, by the end of the second day, he was telling me what I would have to do when I got there and stuff. So I knew I had the job. But again, I don't think I was ready for it. But again, the just the fact that he saw something in me and we got along and developed a great lifelong friendship after that, that makes that so important. So, you know, being ready for the next role or promotion, you know, is something that I've always been at odds with, with a great many people during my career, because my belief is that it's not necessary to be 100% ready or even 75% ready for that matter. If we waited for our managers and associates to be 100% ready, then we would never be able to grow the business. And more importantly, we would never be able to develop our team members. You've got to be able to push them out of their comfort zone and into new areas of expertise. And as a leader, the key is to identify the people who have the skill set and the interpersonal skills that will aid them as they grow. And it's our responsibility as leaders to teach and mentor them through the roles. So you're never going to be perfectly ready, but that's a unicorn who's always perfectly ready for that next role. But, 
you know, another role was, you know, when Colleen Keating, who was a guest on the show, was made SVP of all franchise operations at Starwood. She had a vision to kind of change what we were doing as it relates to managing the franchise department at Starwood. And one of her goals was to have two vice presidents, one from inside the company, one from outside the company. And obviously had never worked in franchise. I didn't know that much about it, but I did know the company and I did know Starwood and I feel like I'm a good person to have on a team. And so, you know, again, she asked me to join the team knowing that there was going to be a learning curve there on the franchise side. And I think she just wanted some new eyes and a new vision. So that worked out well as, as, as it could have, as she redefined how, Starwood was going to manage its franchise partners. And and I just loved what she had in place. And as we started down that path, so all good stuff there. Now, you know, when I started Tuesday Thanks back in 2021, as a simple weekly posting on LinkedIn, I never could have dreamed that I would still be doing it this late into 2022 and on a podcast, no less. For me, as my career was winding down, I simply wanted to ensure that I could thank as many people as possible that helped me along the way with my weekly postings on LinkedIn. And of course, for those of you who know me, as soon as I figured out what I wanted to do on LinkedIn, it will come as no surprise to you that I had a plan. I had a spreadsheet with 52 weeks worth of people that I had worked with, the companies I had worked with, and had all of those listed out as a, in a spreadsheet with a project plan to roll it out, critical path and everything. And so, you know, the biggest surprise for me, well, actually there were two big surprises. First, that the post resonated with so many people. And second, how great I felt every Tuesday when I put together the post and thanked someone. I'm not really sure how to explain it other than it just made me feel good, especially when I saw people react to the post. And then afterwards, when I would communicate with the person I had actually thanked, and we were able to connect or reconnect, it just felt really great. So that all, you know, stems from gratitude and having that as part of your daily routine. So developing the weekly posting into a weekly podcast was even a bigger stretch for me than I could have imagined. First, I'm a complete novice slash knucklehead when it comes to anything with the word technology in it. And second, I had no idea if the concept would resonate with people other than me. Now, there are two people who I would like to thank for being instrumental in me getting the podcast off the ground. The first is a young hospitality entrepreneur named Steve Turk. Steve is a staple in the Miami food and beverage scene, having spent his entire career in Miami at some of the most iconic Miami-based hotels. He was very kind and had me on his show, Hospitality Mentor, early in the year, and through that, we developed a new friendship. Needless to say, I peppered him with questions about how he was putting on his podcast, what equipment to buy, which apps to use for editing and recording, and how did he get his guests, how did he communicate, and through all of that, he was very patient with all of my questions. So a big thanks to Steve for taking all of my calls and guiding me through the early months. Again, his podcast is called The Hospitality Mentor, and it's a must for those of you in the industry. In addition to the podcast, he also has a new venture called Biscayne Bay Coffee, 
which combines a great array of coffee flavors while donating a portion of his sales to keeping Biscayne Bay in pristine condition. Now, for those of you who know me, as a coffee lover, I've enjoyed several of the blends and they are delicious and the money goes to a good cause. So a shout out to Steve. My next big thanks goes to a young lady that has been with me from the beginning. She's responsible for the website. She's responsible for all my logos. She's responsible for all things digital when it comes to Tuesday Thanks. She acts as a muse and sounding board when I want to try something new or if I'm questioning myself about anything. She encourages me to use all forms of social media and develop the great following that we have. She does this work with me out of the goodness of her heart and never asks for anything, never wants to be showcased, never wants to take any credit. So I know she hates when I talk about her, so I'm just gonna say that Anna has grown into a key partner, a valued associate, and most importantly, a trusted friend. Now, season two is winding down and our guests have been fantastic. They've made this season the best yet and our audience continues to grow due to their involvement with the show. We're already setting up guests for season three and it continues to amaze me with the quality of people that we're gonna be chatting with. Another exciting aspect of the show is that now listeners are reaching out to me and suggesting people that we should have on the show. That type of interaction makes my day. So please feel free to reach out to me with any suggestions or comments about the show. I love hearing from all of you. Now, as we head into the Thanksgiving week here in the States, and we all hopefully get to spend some time this week with our family and friends, let's be sure to set aside some time to reflect on this past year and give thanks to those people who have made a positive impact on our lives. Trust me, they will appreciate it and you will feel great thanking them. So from all of us here at Tuesday Thanks, have a great holiday week, and thank you for your continued support of the show. It is truly appreciated. Now, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Get out there and thank some people, and have a great week. you enjoyed the show today and thanks so much for tuning in we really appreciate it if you would like to be a guest on the show so that you can thank someone for their role in your career please reach out to me via our tuesday thanks website at www.tuesdaysthanks.com remember a sincere thank you goes a long way to making someone feel appreciated and can make their day so until next time be well Be safe, and please don't be afraid to tell someone thanks. Chat soon.